Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really nervous about tonight for some reason. I, uh, I've only been at a few evening services, so I guess I don't quite know what the norm is here, but that's okay. We're just going to go with it. Um, I actually thought about Jesse when I was um, preparing for this because Jesse, a few times when he's preached, he said, you know, this sounded pretty good from the tree stand, right? <laughs> well, mine sounded pretty good behind the, you know, the wheel of the 18-wheeler. Um, it's really, honestly, it's where I do a lot of processing, a lot of thinking. I, I drive truck. I you know, probably drive 30, 30 to 40. Well, I'm doing some work besides that, but I uh, spent a lot of time behind the wheel, and it's really become a good time for me to um, shut off everything. And uh, I don't always do that, but I've just learned that it's valuable time to learn to communicate with God, to hear from God. And um, so I, I really come to value that. Um, I'm going to be reading tonight from John chapter 18. And maybe just a little bit of a backdrop to uh, where, this, where this message came from. Uh, this past year has been a pretty crazy year for all of us. Um, some much more than, some more so than others, I'm sure. But I remember driving down the road one day and I began to think about the stuff that is happening in our world, um, the political um, situation, uh, COVID, of course, the whole thing with the police and the riots and the protests. And, and I, be, I began to, in my mind, one day I'm just processing and I just ask myself, how is it that people that see the same facts can come out at so diametrically opposed conclusions to the same situation. And so it, it really took me the question about, you know, what do I believe? And ultimately the question to what is truth? And so I thought about, I thought about Pilate as Jesus was standing before him. This is what I'm going to read just to start tonight. John chapter 18 Verse 33, so Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? I'm just going to stop here for a minute. But I believe in my heart that Pilate was, in, was sincere in his pursuit of the truth and in wanting to do the right thing here. But he found himself pressured by the people and by those in authority over him. And really... It's not that different than the situations we sometimes find ourselves in. Because there's so many pressures around us to want to shape who we are and to shape our, our belief systems. Um, so anyway, I'm going to read on. I'm going to start again at verse 33. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have, would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from this world. Then Pilate saith to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. 
Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? And I guess that's the question that I would ask today. And I just want to challenge us in our thinking. So what is truth? And so I basically have three, three points that I want to touch on in relation to truth. So first of all, there, there are some things that are easily to de- easy to determine as being true. So I didn't bring any money with me, but if I had $2 and I added two more dollars, we would all agree that that equals $4, right? That's truth that is very easy. It's tangible. It's something that you can point to and say there's no refuting this, although I understand that there are people that would like to do even that. But for the most part, there is truth that is so so easy to define, so easy to determine that there is no questioning it. So that's a level of truth. And so there are things that are true in our lives, in the world around us, because you can point to it and say, it's so obvious this is what it is. So, so that's, that's one truth. The second, the second one is, it is truth that is based on our core beliefs. And I'm going to spend a little bit more time here. I believe that we, are all, we all have a belief system. There are things within my life, things, things within your life that you believe for various reasons. Many of us really, our belief systems were determined at a young age or they were, they were founded at a young age. So it's easy to say that the things that I believe are a result of the home that I grew up in, the things that I was taught, of the environment that I find myself in. And this is really the area that, that I'm touching on when we talk, when we talk about differences in belief, when, when we have you know, when there's brothers, sisters, brothers and sisters within the church, and we view things politically much different, it is probably because of, of our core beliefs, of the things that we have been taught, of the things that, that have shaped us. I believe it's important that we understand what we really believe. And I remember the first time when I was really faced with that question as a young man, probably 21 years old, I left home for the first time and went into a camp and all of a sudden I'm encountering these boys that knew nothing about the culture that I grew up in. And I caused, it really caused me to question, what is it that I believe and why do I believe it? So I believe when we look at core beliefs, when we look at these things that we've been taught, and I'm talking about, for me, it's things like that the Bible is true, that it is the word of God, that it is, it, that it is, it is always right that God is love. We could go on and on. Those are the things that, were, that I was taught from little up, and they're part of my core beliefs. But see, there comes a time where I need to own those beliefs for myself. It's not good enough that I was simply taught that as a child, and I've embraced that. But what about now? How, how do I see that in my life now? And I've really come to the point where I feel like some of the core beliefs that I embrace today, especially in relation to God, they're not that different than two plus two equals four. Because for me, it is much easier to believe that there is a God that created the world and to put things in order than it is to believe that it just happened because one day there was a big bang and everything came in order. And so, so some of my core beliefs have become very strong and very unshakable. 
to the point where I, there's very little that you could ever do or convince me or, yeah, or talk me into to convince me to change that belief. Now, with this belief, there's obviously an element of faith that has to come into place, and that's the part that's so different. Because when I look at $2 and $2, it's there. We can touch it. When we talk about beliefs of God, it involves faith and things that are unseen. So I, I believe we do well to evaluate our core beliefs and to understand why we believe the things that we do. I, I recognize that in, in my lifetime, there are things that once I believed strongly that I no longer believe. They were part of my core belief that over time it changed. Let me just give you one of those as an example. There was a time as a young man where I, um, I would see people struggling with things like depression and things like that. Um, and I remember, I remember one conversation. I could, I, could tell, I could take you exactly where I was. And I made a very strong statement, something to the effect that I believe that that is always a result of a spiritual problem. The reason I said that is because it was part of my core belief. Now, the interesting thing that happened within 10 years, I found myself in a point of depression. And it was severe. And God did a work in me and began to show me that, you know what, it was not a spiritual thing. It was a result of the situations around me. So my core belief changed because of the thing that I went through. Does that make sense? So I think, I think when, when we look at these areas, there's things that we hold on to strongly. And we, we look at them and we believe them as strongly as we do that, that early analogy where it's unshakable, it's unchangeable. Let's also realize that within the things that we have developed, the beliefs that we have developed, there is room for error and there's room for change. And we need to be open to that. Now, things like, things that I mentioned are the, the belief in God, the belief that God is who he says he is, the belief that he is the creator of the world. For me, there's no negotiation in those. Those are solid, those are strong, and there's no changing. So there, there is the second part, the core belief, the things that we've been taught, the things that we've grown up believing, um, the things that I hold dear today, that I hang on to strongly. They shape me, it's who I am, it's, who I, it's, it's, it's what I've come to believe. There, there's a third area, and for me, this is, this is the strongest belief in my life. And I'm going to share a little bit from my experience again, simply because I don't know how else to, to point out what I want to say. Um, for this scripture, or for this, I want, to, I want to turn to Matthew chapter 13. I remember hearing Penn, Matthew chapter 16, I'm sorry. I remember hearing Penn teach on this years ago. I believe there is a thing uh, that is called, or I'm going to refer to as revealed truth that will establish something within my heart much stronger than anything else that I know. Um, the account that I want to read is the account of Peter. Uh, I'm going to read verses 13 to 18. Now Jesus came into the district of, of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, 
Others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The verse that I want to point out here is a verse where Jesus responded to Peter, and he said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who, in who is in heaven has revealed it. Let me just tell you a little bit what I think this looks like, or what I believe this looks like. Revealed truth is something that is, is made so real to me that it will not be taken away. I remember I talked about years ago when I came up against the time of depression. God was incredibly faithful. And he brought people into my life to bring me through this, to help me through it. People I didn't know, people showed up. I mean, it's a long story. People showed up at our house, and we connected deeply. And this man invited me to be a part of a uh, meeting that he was putting on. And at that meeting, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ like nothing I'd ever had before. I've been a believer for a long time, quite a long time. I always knew that God is love, right? The Bible says it. I believe the Bible is true. I always knew that Jesus loved me, but I knew it here. And there's something that happened in that meeting or in those series of meetings where I had an encounter with the love of God unlike anything I had ever experienced before. But he met me there, and I left there without knowing without a doubt that God loved me. You see, there's, there is, it is one thing to know truth and, and to know it um, because I, I know it, okay? Because I know it in my head. But when I know truth because I have felt it here, there's a difference. For me, that's what revealed truth looks like. Whenever I doubt the love of God in my life, and believe me, there are times where I have, I can go back to that time, and I can see the faithfulness of God in my life where he revealed himself to me in a way that I had never known before, and it causes me to not doubt the love of God. A number of years later, and some of you were there. Um, we'd been through just an incredibly hard year. And I remember our family being at a, it was one of the camp meetings. And I remember the night of the camp meetings, Ruth and I were sitting there. And again, it's one of those times where I could take you to the place in the tent where I was sitting. And I remember some of the musicians were up front. And Ruth and I looked at each other and we're like, you know what, we're not into this. <laughs> It didn't feel good, didn't feel right. I remember Ruth looked at me, she said, I don't even know why we're here. But something happened that night that totally changed that. And I, I know some of you were there, some of, some of you witnessed it. At the end of the meeting, John Finocchio was speaking, knew nothing about us, didn't know our situation, did not know us from Adam. And I remember as he was going across, I've gone back, I've listened to this, 
I've listened to this word so many times, it's, it's recorded, I could pull it up and play it again. And he called Ruth and I forward that night, and he began to speak over us prophetically and to pray over us. And when I go back and I listen to that recording, everything that we were talking about that night, it, it was like, I don't know why we're here. I remember Ruth saying, I just, I need to feel the love of God again. There was three or four things that we mentioned, that was mentioned in that. And when I go back and I listen to that recording, every one of those was touched on by a man of God who knew nothing about our situation, but through obedience to God, spoke prophetic words that ministered to our spirit. That's revealed truth that God brings. And honestly, if I ever questioned the love of God, this was after the encounter I had earlier, it was during that time, because there, there was so much pain, there was so much stuff going on. And that, that's why I said earlier, I, I don't think, you know, it, it, it didn't bring me to the point where I never questioned the love of God, but I go back to that and I revisit that and I know for sure that God loves me. And I know as a family, we've done, we've done the same thing to that situation that night in August of 2015, where we're sitting under the tent out there the camp and God met us and he, he, he revealed truth to us that you would never take away from me. No matter what you do, you, you would never take away the reality of that experience and of how much God cared in that situation. The third thing I'd like to point, and this is, this is just probably much more practical, but we'd, we'd come to a point back in 2009, I think it was, we owned a farm, we were wrestling with what should we do, is it time to sell the farm, what should we be doing? And I remember Ruth and I talking, and we went into, it was again, it was again camp meetings, and uh, I just remember as we went into that, into that meeting or into that week, um, we sat and we talked and we said, you know, let's ask God just to show us, just to speak to us this week about what we should do. And at the end of the week, we looked at each other and said, well, I guess the farm's for sale. It was that real to us. And it's not that somebody came up and said, you need to sell the farm. It was through a series of events, the faithfulness of God just speaking to us, and he revealed to us his will. I really believe that's what it was. He revealed to us truth about his will for our lives. I believe that's what revealed truth is and what it does for us. Now, can I say that every time I've wanted to make a major decision that it's happened that way? No, it hasn't. Can I say that I've sometimes doubted the faithfulness of God even since those times? Absolutely, I have. But I come back to the things that he has shown me. And it is stronger, it is burned deeper within my heart than the truth that I have been taught or that I have come to believe because I encountered God in those situations. And I believe that's what revealed truth looks like in our lives. So I started with, you know, where things were beginning of the year, the differences in opinion of how to deal with COVID, the whole political thing, you name it. I guess I've come to find, I've come to believe that, yeah, those things are important within my life. I know where I stand in regards to those but they're way less important than the things I've talked about here. 
I am, I am very willing to receive somebody as a friend who disagrees with me on political issues or COVID-19, and it's not a huge concern. But there are things in my life that are important to me and have to do with our eternal well-being, and that's our belief in God, our belief in Jesus as our Savior, and knowing him. And I just challenge you tonight to dig deep into the things of God and let him reveal himself to you like he did to Peter. I believe what Jesus was saying there is, you know, you didn't get that out of your own head. That was revealed to you. It's truth that you know. And I trust that we can have that within our hearts. It's kind of, it's kind of alarming. I was just reading an article last week of another, I don't remember who it was even, but there was a Christian leader who was renouncing his faith in Jesus Christ. And I read an article like that, and I'm like, how in the world can you do that? But it's happening. It's happening all the time. I believe the reason for that is there is truth that they have adhered to, but it's never become their own. And I know for a fact that they did not experience revealed truth in that area in their life. See, I've touched on a few areas, but the reality is God reveals himself to us in many ways. You know, it can be something like reading the word of God and suddenly a truth stands out to us and hits us like it never has before. That's revealed truth when God shows us something. So how do, how do, we, how do we deal with, you know, the times we live in? Let's continue seeking God. Let's seek truth. Let's, let's pursue that above everything else. How do I know that what I believe is true? See, that's the big question too, isn't it? How do I really know that the things that I embrace, the things that I believe, how do I know that it's true? And I, th I really believe it comes back to a few foundational things. We must believe that God is who he says he is. We must believe that this is the infallible word of God. And we hang on to truth by reading the word, by studying it, by, by prayer, through allowing God to speak to us, through allowing him to speak to us through his word, through other people, surrounding ourselves with people that, that support us, that are going the right direction, that believe the right things. Um, we all have people that we need to go to. There's times we need counsel. We need the right people to go to for counsel. We, we seek God. We follow him. We pursue truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but, my me, but, but through me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The word of God, I have, I have scriptures. I'm not necessarily going to touch on them. The scriptures, the Bible is the word of God. The word is truth. Um, Jesus, Jesus is truth. If we want to know truth, then we need, to, we need to busy ourselves about the things of, the, of, of God. We need to be reading the word of God, letting us speak to us. You know, I, I talked about these things, and really they're, they're monumental in my life, the, the few things that I've talked about tonight. But life isn't always like that. We don't always hear from God that deeply, that profoundly. But let's continue to press in believe that he cares, that he knows, and that he will reveal himself to us as we seek him. That's my prayer. That's my prayer tonight. 
That's my prayer from my heart, from my, for, for myself, for my family, and really for all of us. That when we look around us and the world becomes shaky, we're not shaken because we're grounded in truth. Why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. God, tonight I thank you for all that you have given us. You're so good to us in so many ways, and we're just grateful. We're grateful, Father, for the way you reveal yourself to us. Thank you for Jesus, our Savior. Thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for truth that we have been given that has been passed on to us. And I just pray, God, that we could be faithful in handling what we've received. God, I just pray that you would show us Show us truth, Lord. Give us a heart to follow you, to, to go after you, to go after truth in every part of our life. God, I just pray that as we close out here tonight that you would just direct our steps, be with us this week and in the plans that are before us. And just pray, God, that we could honor you above all, that we would be light in the, in the world, in the dark world around us. Thank you, Jesus. For your faithfulness, we pray in your name. Amen.